Welcome back to Going Long on First, everybody. It's playoff time. Playoffs? Playoffs? I'm talking playoffs. Regular season is over. New beginnings for all these teams. Clean slate. Records don't matter anymore. Coming in. Super wild card weekend. It's still called that, right, Owen? Is that going Super Wild Card Weekend? I believe so. We have been because they have in the past, so I feel like that's just going to live on whether they brand it that way or not. I I think it should be called that now with two extra teams in. Might as well just keep it going. Super Wild Card Weekend. And, man, it's going to be a wild one because weather's going to hit. Weather's going to be a major impact on a couple of these games, and I'm only saying that because – Weather has been a huge impact today in our neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking so, Seth. And what a tragedy. This Packers season has been such a success up till the point you realize that Green Bay is getting maybe in the realm of a foot to a foot and a half of snow. Yes. And tomorrow night. Yep. And we could have had Saturday-Sunday playoff game in Lambeau with a goddamn snow globe. Would that would have been, been amazing. I wish it was at least, at the very least, they could have pushed the snow a week earlier. Yeah. And uh, at least made the bear game even more special. But I digress because we'll at least have some weather in Buffalo and Kansas City. From the Absolutely. Buffalo. Man, and I think personally, based on the weather predictions right now, we'll get into those. I would rather play in Kansas City than in Buffalo. Because it's Kansas City is going to be cold. It's supposed to be like negative right. 10 and, and with wind chill, negative 20 or 30. But it's supposed to be like up to 50 mile an hour winds potentially in Buffalo. With snow. With snow. And it's cold. That's insane. That w- That is going to That's be like insane game. A couple years ago when Buffalo and New England played, it's going to be that game on steroids because that game was really just wind. Obviously, I think there was some rain involved, but this is blizzard-like conditions. And I know that they said the NFL is monitoring the situation. I really hope they don't do anything to this game and just let them of play. Course. Of course, right. They don't push it to Sunday or something to clear it out. Let let them play. This is January playoff football. We all want to see it. So let's make yes, it happen. Yes, we do. Yes, but we before do. we get into those and we get into – Playoff edition of Line is Right, the wild card weekend. We uh, we failed to talk about the coaching changes earlier this week, so we're going to jump into those a little bit, talk about those. We had a couple additional ones as the week progressed. Obviously, during the season, Raiders, uh, Raiders fired um, Josh McDaniels, Chargers fired Brandon Staley, um, Panthers fired, who's the guy? Frank Reich, Frank Reich during the season, um, right and then right after Daniels. the yes, and then right after the season ended, Panthers fired. Aren't sorry, Panthers. Um, where's my list here? Falcons fired uh, Arthur Smith. Titans let go uh, Mike Vrabel. Commanders let go of um, Ron Rivera, and then. A few days in, the last couple days, Bill Belichick obviously 
uh, leaves parts ways with the Patriots. Mutual, a, a quote unquote, mutual parting of ways. Correct. And also the same thing in Seattle. Mutual, not really parting of ways. I, I find it odd what's happening there. Um, yep. Pete Carroll pretty much stepped down almost, stepped out of the position of head coach, but is remaining as an advisor for the team. But I don't really get that. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know if they're trying to keep him on to save face or something like that. I don't know. That one was the oddest oddest one to me. You just love the head coach so much, but know that it's, you know, it's kind of been the same thing for the last like seven years, right? It's been once the Legion of Boom kind of dissipated, the defense has never been returned to form and Russell Wilson started to to gonna be hard to repeat the Legion of Boom. I well, you're not going to repeat it. That's for sure. But you're not. They. I don't think they've had a top ten defense since then. And no. uh, obviously, obviously, the decline of Russell Wilson had the fun that was Geno Smith last year. But they're always at that point where they're either barely making playoffs, yeah, or they're making a good run at it and just falling short. Um. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get it. I get it. But then, why not just? Let him go. I don't know. I mean, I would have to think this was his decision to stay on in this role. It's just you, you'd think that just from the headline, but then you watch his press conference. It just didn't seem like he did want to go, and that's probably why they created a special yeah. advisor role, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The pit boss role. Pretty much. Pretty much. He'll be sitting in the in, in the press box. Not the press box, but one of those suites up there every Sunday, I'm sure. Or yeah, whatnot exactly. it'll be. Uh, but yeah, so we have Panthers, Raiders, Chargers, Falcons, Titans, Commanders, Seahawks, all vacant position. Patriots were quick to find their successor. It felt like that was kind of in place. Now, we were talking pre-pod. Mike Vrabel was obviously let go from the Titans. We all immediately thought Mike Vrabel, a shoe-in to New England, as a successor to Bill Belichick, played for New England, was a coach in New England before he went to Tennessee. Just got inducted into the Ring of Honor. Correct. But Gerard Mayo, former linebacker himself and coach there, current coach or coordinator, positional coach. I don't know what he was exactly. Defensive coordinator. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Or this last year it was. Yeah, he is now the new head coach of the New England Patriots. So, Strike one off the board. Patriots found their guy immediately. They made it official. So we have seven spots remaining. Owen. Seven spots still vacant. And we know as the playoffs continue to ramp up that these uh, interviews will also continue to ramp up. And then a couple GM positionals open. uh, I believe Carolina as well. Raiders, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Raiders fired their GM. Is that correct? I don't know that uh, one exactly. I looked up coaching vacancy. I feel like the other I stuff. think it was I think it was Ziggler, right? So he and he was uh, kind of a joint hire with McDaniel's, so that make a lot of sense. Let me, um, I will sure. confirm for you. And then um, I think the most recent one that wasn't a surprise. We all kind of looked at Chicago to see what they would do. They did not fire Matt Eberflus. But they let go of pretty much the entire offensive staff. Luke Getze, OC, 
obviously the the big name there, fired Luke Getze and pretty much the rest of that offensive staff over there. So yeah. Chicago is starting fresh on the offensive side of the ball and big questions there with their quarterback situation going on in that first round pick. That's a different conversation for a different day, but just highlight that they are looking for a new OC as well. Chicago. Definitely. Uh, just to confirm, uh, Dave Ziegler was fired along with Josh McDaniels. Okay. Season. I thought so. And yes. uh, also the commanders, I believe did hire their GM, right? Oh, they so did. They oh. did. Uh, Adam Pierce, uh, I believe. But see, kind of, yeah, I think he was a he was a assistant GM somewhere, uh, but a hotshot guy. So they're now officially on their head coaching search, kind of ahead right. of some of the others. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That is good news for them. And I know they brought in a couple of um, they brought in Bob Myers, who was former NBA executive of the year, and who else did they bring in? I thought they brought in two guys to help with this uh help with this coaching search obviously gm search as well which is interesting that he brings the new owner um josh harris brings in two outside guys outside of the nfl world to come in and do a search for the team i i'm assuming more specifically towards the gm side of it not so much the head coach side of it Interesting that he brings in a couple outside guys, but maybe that's what they need over in Washington. New perspective. New perspective? Yes. Um, We do have an appearance by the Podfather. Welcome. We didn't know, but he's here. The band's wow. back together, my guys. Lottie freaking da. <laughs> freaking hey we all know what nine o'clock in my house is like all right and it is 9 30 this is official jeremy time it is hey y'all got me y'all got me this is <laughs> this is getting to be the end of my time so i don't know we seen we seen midnight set midnight with seth abrahamson yesterday so i know that it doesn't happen often jerem uh bill belichick just hired to the atlanta falcons you're in uh, rapid fire predict or reaction? Did he really? No. I was gonna say, man, my oh, head immediately went to. You should have went with my that. Went I to, wanted to see what he was gonna say. I'll tell you what I was gonna say. Tell. My head went to Bill with Kyle Pitts. That's a problem. Twelve personnel, two big tight ends. If you still got Johnny Smith there, a guy like Bijan coming out of the backfield, like the Kevin Falk esque. Algiers, the uh, Corey Dillon there. You just needed Tom Brady. That's a hell of a team for him. Drake Seth. London. Drake London's the big, big version of Tim Brown out there. Seth, it in. Um, you know, you talked about the coaching changes. Obviously, Gerard Mayo is really the only one locked in at this point. He might have some early favorites for some others. Might as well take a stab at it, though, huh? We got what six positions to fill, seven. or six or seven? Seven, I believe, if I did math right. Seven. Let's see, just to go over. We got Panthers, Atlanta. Raiders, Chargers, Falcons, Titans. Did I go too Seahawks. fast for you? Commander, Seahawks. Whoa. Falcons, Seahawks, Commanders, Titans, Chargers, Raiders, Panthers. Okay. Yeah, so, perfect. So why don't we just do a quick little prediction, huh? 
the prediction show sure. we're going? Why not? Why well, not? He's predicting Bill Belichick to go to the Falcons, apparently. I am. That's exactly what I was going to start out with. App for me, the Atlanta Falcons job might be the best available out of all these, which you wouldn't normally think so. But I don't agree with you at all. Out of out of like just con- consider the factors, right? Ownership is a big issue for head coaches, right? Thomas Arthur Blank. Blank's one of the best. Arthur- Oh, and let's do this. Let's do instead of pre- maybe predicting all of them, maybe let's give out like our 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 favorite landing spot or maybe Boom. the best. Bill Belichick in Atlanta, ownership quality probably the best out of the open spots. The division he's going into, immediate favorite, right? The roster he's taking over might be the best. Just got that quarterback issue that you got to deal with. That's it. And then what do you know? You have. Justin Fields sitting there from hometown kid. Bears are might be moving on. You send a second or a third over there to Chicago, bring them in. That you got a new lease in, on life in Atlanta. That is what should happen. What do you think, Seth? That would be scary. I I do think Bill Belichick in Atlanta would fit very well because he's obviously a defensive minded coach. They have a very good defense over there. Young, and I think he would defense. fit in well there. He brings in, I would assume he'd bring in his, his own OC. And I think that's the key piece to him and his next position is bringing in an OC that can just run the offense because he's always been a defensive-minded guy, and that's kind of where he sticks. Let somebody run the offense. He worries about the defense and the rest of the team as a whole and the culture and all that stuff. Obviously, finding that quarterback, yeah, th- Atlanta would immediately probably be the favorite in the South next year. Bingo. I agree for sure. The 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 job I would take, job I would take would be the Chargers. And there's only Herbert. one reason why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Herbert. He's your franchise guy. He's the uh, you know, top ten, top five quarterback ability. You know, they still have pieces, too. I mean, you know, there's some aging guys on there and things like that. I think this team has got a lot of talent. And if you can just find the right guy to hone all of that in, especially Herbert, I mean, that's the job I would take. Absolutely. And who knows what's happening in KC? You talk about the KC dynasty. Andy Reid might be gone soon. Travis Kelsey might be retiring soon. So, and then you throw in Denver and Las Vegas not really being much of a factor. Correct. Um, yes, I agree. Herbert, probably the biggest, one of the biggest, you know, benefits to hey, the Jeremy. coaching jobs right now. Jeremy, first one of the night. The juice is loose. Oh, yeah. Looks like a, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. It's a mango, pomegranate, um, chia seed juice. Pineapple. Ooh. Pineapple juice. Nice. Lem- lemon. Cool. Lemon. Lemon. M- mango? Orange. It Orange. looks yellow. It did look yellow. Yes. Let's <laughs> throw them peels in. All right. Uh yeah, I agree. I agree. What I think I think Chargers are gonna make a strong push for Harbaugh, to be honest. I think that's kind of the way they're gonna go. But you I think guess. he actually leaves Michigan? He got the title. He proved the haters. He got the title. Yeah. It, I think it's going to take a lot for him to get pulled think, away from Michigan. I think it will. And the Chargers 
that ownership is is wild. Uh, that's a wild ownership group they got out there with that family. But they're just gonna give the reins to somebody. Like fix fix all our problems, please. Harbaugh's a guy. Yeah, that's true. And I think the least attractive job is Carolina, simply because of ownership and David yeah. Tepper. Who knows? Who knows how long you'll last there? Then add in add in the fact that Brian Burns probably signing somewhere else in free agency. Yes. Um, Along with a couple other guys, like it's it's not good, not good there. Yeah, and you don't even have a franchise quarterback to lean on. I mean, they gave up so much to get Bryce Young, and granted, the situation wasn't great. But other than against Joe Barry, and everybody's good against Joe Barry, he had a very pedestrian twenty twenty three season. Fair enough, absolutely yeah. fair. So that's where I would go. I'd go to the Chargers. I do think Atlanta is probably as a whole is probably the best spot to go. But I would I would choose the Chargers simply because of Herbert. You know, Seth, <clears throat> cheers, boys. Um <laughs> if Billy B doesn't want to pick his own quarterback, I think it's a lock for LA. If all Billy B wants to pick his own quarterback, I think he's a lock. For Atlanta, I think that's the deciding factor between those two squads. Um, the draft littered with quarterbacks. Maybe he really likes something he sees something he likes. Um, now, if there's one thing notorious about Bill, he doesn't pick quarterbacks well. He doesn't pick skill positions well. He picks defense okay. Um, one thing he should probably do is give up the whole. Shouldn't be GM Bill and should not be GM Bill in Atlanta. It should just be head coach Bill in Atlanta. Correct. Now, that's where if he was willing to give up the GM reins, L.A. might be perfect. Now, does he bring back his guy? Who's the dude that went to Houston without him? He might actually still be in Houston. Casario? Yeah, Casario is, is it Nick Casario. Still in Houston? Yep. I was going to say, if you could bring back somebody like him – or what was it, Ed? I can't think of all the guys that were with them. Dave Ziegler was with with in the Patriots front office. He went to Raiders with McDaniels. They both got fired, so Ziegler is available. And Raider, hey, the Raiders are a wild card. I mean, that's an absolute wild card for Bill. Um, I don't know. I think with him, legacy is going to play a big factor in this. I don't think young, talented roster is going to be the biggest thing. I think it's where can I go win one more championship right off into the sunset. I don't see it being Atlanta. I see it being Oakland. Like Oakland, I think is a serious wild card, and they bring in a veteran quarterback. Who plays in Oakland? All Who plays there? Yeah, the Athletics. Not for long. Oh my bad. <laughs> uh, Vegas, my boys. Um, I could just see that it would be the way to cement his legacy. Is Belichick a gambling man? It's the question. I mean, clearly he was when he drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round, but I don't know. I got the feeling that Oakland is a serious wild card in this. Man, Eagles Twitter is a dangerous place right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you take Bill Belichick right now? Is he better than Nick Sirianni? If uh, Sirianni wasn't hired by us, we would hire him. If Sirianni was to get fired, I think he's a lock for one of these open spots, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, man. that guy's his resume in three years, three, four years is pretty damn good. Which is probably why he's not getting fired at all. Right. No. 
But, you know, uh, speaking of Oakland – or not Oakland, speaking of Atlanta, Tiffany wants me to go beat my dog. So, uh, my bet is – Oh, my God. My bet is I'm not beating my dog. I love him. He's a good boy. Um, but I'm going to say the Raiders are a wild card. Fair enough. All right. Uh, anything else to add to that? Otherwise, I think that's a fitting end to all of this. Well, then we just mentioned McDaniels. Maybe he's the OC they bring in unless the Patriots fire Bill O'Brien. As OC, maybe that's the OC that comes. I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't bring either of them. I think, and that's fair. That's totally fair. I think the report that came out. Uh, not sure if it's valid. The report was that uh, he already has meetings set up with the Chargers, the Falcons, and a surprise team that is currently in the playoffs. Much speculation around the Cowboys and Eagles in that sense. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Plenty more to come on that one. Obviously, as hirings happen, we'll hit them. We'll hit them hard. But, Owen, I think it's time. Time for what, Seth? Time for The Line is Right. Bienvenue sur la ligne servire. Usually when I do my translations of welcome to the line is right this time in French, but they always sound a little German because I just yell them. <laughs> and when you yell something that sounds foreign, it sounds German. Yes. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it through the regular season. Congratulations to Mr. Uncle Seth. With Thank you. 53. Thank you. Uh, 53% win rate on the year. 132, 139, and 123 for your boy, beating me by about seven wins. You know, I'm a regular season champ. The line is right. Just won the Super Bowl in Madden over Jeremy. I'm feeling good right now. Spirits are high. Spirits are high for me right now. Oh, and what is this guy talking about? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, um, I, I hey, definitely didn't lose quick, to him today. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. Um, as good old Nicky Sirianni in Philly said, everybody's 0-0 zero zero now, Seth. It's exactly. Exactly. Clean slate. Clean slate. Don't matter. Don't matter anymore. Not a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Super wild card weekend is upon us. We are recording this on Friday night. The first game is set to kick off at 4 o'clock Central Time tomorrow, or 3.30, one of the two. Uh, or 2.30. 3.30. Well, 2.30. 3.30, Saturday uh, afternoon. 2.30 if you're Mountain Time, and then 1.30 if you're in No, listen, Seth. I know... There's a lot of people in Mountain Time that probably feel a little bit slighted. Is there a lot of people in Mountain Time? Well, compared to the other time zones, no. That's why (laughs) we don't talk about Mountain Time. 3.30 Central. Hey, that's it. I I love my Mountain Time. Okay, I love it there. I love being there. It's a great place. I wish I lived there. However, Central Time Zone is the dominant time zone. It's the only one that matters. Quite literally. 
because we've never lived anywhere else other than central and central time, except for Jeremy in, in very slight <laughs> for a nice couple months stretch. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know what? put it on the resume. Uh, starting off, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of great storylines, right? This is almost a near perfect wildcard weekend setup for storylines. The script writers have done it again. I was about to say, it's almost like it was written. I would venture to say, Seth, it absolutely was written in the stars. The universe wrote it. If someone didn't put pen to paper, the universe certainly did. And starting off, first game of the weekend, the Cleveland Browns, led by that boogeyman Joe Flacco, back in the playoffs, travel to the AFC South division champions, Houston Texans led by rookie head coach D'Amico Ryans and rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. Absolutely incredible year out of both of these teams. Very wild and different routes they took, but it certainly matches up the old home of a Mr. Deshaun Watson with the new home of a Mr. Deshaun Watson without the $240 million man playing in this game at all. That's a lemon. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Thanks, Jeremy. Who, Deshaun Orange Watson? And lemon. That's a lemon. Yes. <laughs> Let's get back to the game. Okay, Seth. What are you what are you trying to distract us for? You ever heard of the playoffs. lemon law? No. Tell me. You don't know what the lemon law? Hey, Jeremy knows tell the me. lemon law. He yeah, absolutely does. Jeremy will tell you. Who's gonna explain this to me? Owen, I can't give you like the proper statutes and everything of it. But I think you should. You know what? Fuck it. I will. Um, <laughs> the Lemon Law is the basically thing. some. It's out there to cont- uh, protect the consumer. Correct. Um, it is very big in Wisconsin, actually. Um, ultimately, what it does is it protects consumers. From when they buy a leased or pre-owned, you know, vehicle. A used car. A used car. Used car. Yep. Um, It protects them in the case that they buy a lemon. Um, And then the dealership has to basically help them get around that. Now, certain states do not do that. Because I know, I don't think Minnesota does. Because you see a lot of people across the board get screwed on cars. Um, Yeah, ultimately, the Browns... should be putting in for the lemon law. Ultimately, yes. Should. I'm wondering if Ohio actually does do this lemon law because it doesn't seem like it, unless the Browns are too proud to admit it. You know, it's mainly on used cars, not used <coughs> perverts. Oh, quarterbacks. Okay. But, um, I, Owen, what did I do? <laughs> what? Used quarterbacks. Sorry, the cough. Um, the cough. That's what That's what got me. It was going to be a sneeze, but the cough worked instead. Um, but, yeah. Use goods. Anyways, well said. Back to the Cleveland Browns. Right. You brought it right back. Thank you, Jerry. (laughs) The veteran quarterback, Joe Flacco, against the rookie sensation, C.J. Stroud. You know, probably say Stroud, all in all, obviously had the better season. He played the whole season, unlike Flacco. Flacco has the better defense. Can the Browns put pressure on Stroud, limit him some? Or is Flacco continuing his boogeyman ways 
it's written again, written in the stars, Seth. This is a team of destiny, these Cleveland Browns. They are favored by two and a half points on the road at Houston. Who do you got and why, my friend? This is the four and five seed. This is the Cleveland Browns five, Houston Texans four. Browns favored by two and a half at home or on the road. On the road. You know, I'm taking Cleveland. Give me Cleveland. Outright to win this and all, man. I want to take Texans fan on the. I know. I I just that I believe in that defense of Cleveland, and I believe in Joe Flacco enough to to take this one. The Texans are overachieving. A bunch of youngsters coming in here in this game, and you got a veteran-laden Cleveland team, obviously led by Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Flacco, deservingly of that title. Not all quarterbacks are deserving of that title, but he is. Super Bowl MVP, wasn't he? He was. He was. Exactly. Is Joe Flacco elite? That's been the question for 10 years. <laughs> I'm taking the Browns. I just – that defense is too good. One of the best defenses all season. That offense has – it's had new life since Joe Flacco has been in there. I love me some C.J. Stroud. D'Amico Ryans is coach of the year, in my opinion. That offense is good. The defense, I mean, I'm worried that C.J. Stroud and that team is just not going to be ready for the big lights of the playoffs. It's a different atmosphere. Granted, they're at home and everything like that, but it's just, it's different. Playoffs are different. And I don't think they're going to be ready enough for it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close. All the... All the Browns need is field goal. I think they take it. Unfortunately, my heart would love to say the Texans, but I got to go with the right move, the smart move. I'm taking Cleveland. Oh, and he won't do, but I will. Oh, I'm taking the Texans. You know, here's the deal. I, I think there's two things on Houston's side here. They got the momentum with Stroud coming back. They got the momentum with, I mean, D'Amico is the real deal, Holyfield. Like, that guy's awesome. Obviously, a former Eagle. Um, Most importantly to note that. But anyways, I just feel like the Browns are snakebitten. And Karma is a big, black bitch of a dog, but I love her to death. And you know what? (laughs) It's going to come around and bite the Cleveland Brownies in the ass this weekend, I think. Your bad juju of signing Deshaun is going to have you come out and I think lose by like four or five. I think this is going to be I, a 21 to 17 or 18 game. And I, I got think my Joe Flacco might today. be the savior, though. The the, Seth, the knight in shining Joe, armor come riding in. Old Joe Flacco might not have ever been elite, but he's definitely not now. And Joey Flacco right now, as much as I was a big fan of it, likes to turn the ball over. Like me in the Super Bowl against Seth. He likes to give the ball to the other team. And keep it interesting through four. I'm bringing up turnovers to Owen. Down but at the, at the end of the day, turnovers, they make or break you. And I think they Absolutely are going to break they do. old Joey Flacco in the Super Bowl. And Stroud's not a guy to turn the ball over. They don't really turn the ball over in Houston. No. Not, not too Owen, much. Owen, give me the Texans to win this. It's going to feel like an upset, but it isn't. The Texans are going to be good for a long time. 
You, Jeremy, you can have the Texans, and I will raise you Cleveland Browns. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns in here. Well said. Glad you guys Lone split wolf, it. it. Let, let Jeremy Lone Wolf, the home team, Seth and I are on the, the road favorites here. Love me some home dog action, of course. But, and I said this when it happened, and, I, and I'm not skewing away from it now. Jeremy, I'm going to throw something out here. I got the injury report pulled up. Not to necessarily sway your decision, but one right, throw it right, out there. Just right in the middle. Right in the middle, Seth. Just right in the middle. Oh, sorry. I, I heard you stop. Gonna... I I figured that was a... My it was bad. a dramatic one. pause. And oh, you just sorry. just cut through it. Jeez, you have no sense of like timing. I did not read that right. My apologies. Jeremy, Back it's up. past Seth's bedtime. You need to put him to sleep. For good this time. With the fishes? <laughs> no, that was weeks ago, Seth. We're past. The oh, my stuff. bad. Sorry. What I said, this must have been week 13. Joe Flacco wins. I'm not betting against him the rest of the year. That holds true. Give me Joe Flacco. There's a there's a mystery. There's a myth, mythical presence behind the man right now. Taking his former heated rival. Heated divisional rival straight into a long playoff run. I think he can do it. Does he end up hitting a buzzsaw somewhere? Sure. But I think the experience and the defensive talent and the defensive scheming from Jim Schwartz ends up trumping this whole thing. I think Cleveland wins. Maybe not big, but uh, a a deciding win nonetheless. Seth, go ahead. All right. Injury report. It's yes. a big one for the Texans. Um, Cleveland's overall looking pretty healthy. Amari Cooper is kind of in question. He has not practiced on Thursday or Friday. It's injury report as of today on Friday. So questions if Amari Cooper goes or not, but I'm guessing he will probably push to go. That's really the only big one for Cleveland. Otherwise, they're relatively healthy. Houston, on the other hand, is not, unfortunately. They are most likely going to be out there two best pass rushers and Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Grenard. Most likely out. They have not practiced this week. Putting their availability in doubt is the words used. Nothing official yet, but big one. Also, Jerry Hughes, longtime veteran Jerry Hughes, defensive end, pass rusher. Jerry Hughes has been in the league before D'Amico Ryan's got drafted. <laughs> and Seems also like- Noah Brown. Noah Brown, wide receiver, in doubt to play as well. So that's four big-time players. Seth, I see what you're trying to do Potentially not play. I'm just saying that's probably that's another reason why I'm leaning towards Cleveland is Houston is just not going to be fully healthy for this game. And all I'm saying is it don't matter. Oh, and a couple weeks ago, I'm sorry. You're right. Keep me you're on right, Houston. That. <laughs> Keep me on Houston. All um, right. Lock Fair it enough. up. Fair enough. Seth and I on Cleveland, Jeremy Lone, Wolfen. The Houston Texans. And Next a bunch of quitters. Game. <laughs> Chicken yeah. shit quitters, Mars. Nah, man. Joe Flacco trumps it all. I'll take Joe Flacco to Joe the Joe Flacco is nobody's trump card. Calm down there, pal. He's my trump card, man. He's the boogeyman. Next game, Saturday night. Uh, on Seth's favorite network, Peacock. The Cock hosts the Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. 7 p.m. Saturday night. Dolphins, the return of Tyreek Hill to Arrowhead 
Dolphins going to Aaron Arrowhead, a banged up team, especially on defense injury report. I believe Xavier Howard is the only player ruled out thus far for this game. However, we're looking at uh, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, uh, and those two questionable for sure. Javon I believe Holland. though, I don't know if you Javon mentioned Holland. that. Javon Holland, uh, Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey, Devon Achin, Teron Armstead, and Liam Eikenberg, all five starters, impact starters, all did not receive a game status designation, so they are cleared. Looking not so bad for Dolphins, except for the, some of the season-ending injuries they've had. Bradley Chubb, yeah, both... Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, um, I believe they just signed... Uh, Jalen Phillips yeah, as well. Jalen Phillips. Uh, I believe they just signed Justin Houston to help make up for the pass <laughs> rusher. They signed a couple other guys, a, a couple other older guys. I forget who. Um, but obviously, like we said, they're down their top three pass rushers. That's a problem. Uh, you need your pass rush against Patrick Mahomes. Uh even if that Patrick Mahomes offense has struggled this season, might be his worst season uh, since coming into the league on offense. Can the Chiefs do enough here? And can their defense limit a Miami offense that has had problems on the road, especially this one, Seth, you already mentioned it. Kansas City looking to have some supreme wind chill, high power winds and very cold Saturday night. Will Taylor Swift let the people into her box to stay warm? Seth, Kansas City favored by four and a half points at home. Oh, I thought you asked me the Taylor Swift question. I would have said no. no, no. no. <laughs> Fair enough. What was the line? Taylor Swift doesn't care about the people. Seth said it. You heard it here first. Kansas City favored by four and a half points at home. Four and a half. That's it's a bit. That feels bit. like a high line. I'm wondering if uh, these injuries on defense for Miami is is the real question mark there. Throw the road problems in there, you know. Uh, um, throw the little bit of uh, cool down they've seen in the last five, six games. Give me the Chiefs at home. Ooh. Give me the Chiefs at home, absolutely. I think Miami is too beat up for this game. I think the weather conditions are going to, I think, impact – I don't think it impacts both teams too much. Um, you know, the, the wind isn't going to be a huge factor. It's going to be windy, but I think the cold. Kansas City obviously is more used to this than Miami. Miami, you know, Miami, you know, it's 60, 70 degrees down there probably right now. And it's going to be 10, 15 below in Casey. At least the Chiefs are a little bit more used to this. I can't wait to see Andy Reid's face on the sideline for this game. Going to be nice and bright red. Up. All bundled up and just bright red. Cheeks and, and and eyeballs and stuff. Yep. Yep. So we can't wait to see that. Uh I'm taking Casey. Absolutely. Miami. I've said it before. They I'm not I'm not throwing the F word out there. I'm not going that far this year. But it's it's like a mini F. It's like a small if there if there was an F word team this year, this would be the team, huh? It would be the Dolphins. Yes. They have one win against uh, a winning opponent this year. Now it was against Dallas a few weeks ago in Miami. I just don't think Miami has enough on defense to slow down Casey. And this is when Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid shine. It's postseason. All on the line. This is where Mahomes comes out and he just does what Mahomes does. I think he does it again. 
Give me KC. Jeremy, before you go, just wanted to mention good news for the Chiefs on the injury side. Left tackle Donovan Smith, who had been ruled out for the last five, six games with a neck injury, has been cleared. He will be playing. His backup just got hurt in the finale. So uh, good to see him. I think Joe Tooney moved out to left tackle and Creed Humphrey moved to left guard. They will both be returning to their original positions. We're going to have a full-strength offensive line for a defensive pass rush that is severely hamstringed. What say you, uh, Jeremy? Kadarius Tony is also playing in this game. Major, oh, that's a major impact. On that's the a downgrade. Major problem. The only thing I really gathered about this game by listening to you is uh, Andy reads a tomato, and yep. if Taylor Swift has a willing box of heat, Owen, just the word has a welcoming box. A welcoming box is her box opened all at Arrowhead Stadium box. for a cold day. Can anybody else get in that box? Probably just we'll have to do a higher lawn. Anyways, there's, gonna a of, um, there's gonna be a lot of freezing people. I don't know what you want from me. I just thought there'd be room in there to help the freezing people. I just want out that box. Now, I will say this: um, I don't think the Dolphins are a fraud. I think they've got bad luck. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. <laughs> Seth, you insinuated. Um, I think all of the listeners know where you are on Miami. Very similar to where all the listeners definitely knew where you were on Minnesota last year. Anyways. And were we wrong? Were the people wrong? I don't know. Kirk's been out most of the year. Justin Jefferson's been out most of the year. Uh, I'm talking about that was last year. Yeah. Talking about last year. One of the best records in the NFC. Anyways. Lost to the Giants. um, I think this game will be within four. But I think Kansas City wins it. I think it's going to be close. I think most of the heroics are going to come towards the end of the game. I think it's going to be that that snow is going to have an impact. Because these guys are more of like the, you know, light-footed guys running around. It's not – there's not any heavy hitters on either of these offenses as far as like – you don't have a Mike Allstott out here. You don't have a Derrick Henry out here to control a game in a situation Pacheco like that. Pacheco runs – Hey, easy. don't forget about Pacheco. Pacheco. That guy is – He runs like a kid with shit in his diaper. That's all <laughs> I know. Now, he's probably the one where it's like, shoot, you got something. If a chain or um, – Mostert. Mostert, I was going to say Mozart. Hey. Um, Mostert, that's probably he only cares about Achain. I'm a fan. Um, but I think those are the two lead dudes as far as what it goes. I'm very curious as like a semi-Dolphin fan right now what this team even looks like in this game. Um, I'm going to say Dolphins keep it within four. Kansas City probably wins. I'm rooting for the Dolphins to win it, though. So you have Miami plus the four and a half on the road. <laughs> And Jeremy, you are lone wolfing it yet again. Give me the oh. Kansas City Chiefs. Um, five points is a lot. Uh, part of me wants to take Miami to keep it close with the option to win if they so choose. However, I just think when it comes down to it, I just don't see Kansas City Chiefs losing this game at Arrowhead. Cold game. Does the speed really come out on the Miami side? I'm Tyreek Hill obviously has played a number of cold games in his career at Kansas City. Maybe it's not going to be a factor for him. Maybe he remembers how those games went for him. However, I just there it's it's Kansas City. And maybe I'm Seth, you said it. This is where they shine. You're right about that. They have had a lot uh 
better stats in the regular season leading up to those games that they shine in. Um, so this might be a little bit of fool's gold for me. I am worried about that part, but I just, I just can't envision it. I tried and I tried and I just don't know if Miami can pull it out. Jeremy, like you said, I'm actually going to be kind of rooting for Miami in this one as well, just for a fun game. But give me Kansas City in the end. Oh, and many that is. I understand your magic eight ball is not working, and that Taylor Swift box is really enticing. But you should come on over here Everyone. with me. Here's the thing, Jeremy. You're and and this kind of actually aligns more with you. However, I'm going to stay here just because I still think Kansas City wins it. I think it might be a close game. And if it comes down to it, we saw it uh, a week ago. Tua just doesn't have the two-minute drill chops, I don't think. I don't think we've literally ever seen it. Like an amazing He really hasn't had to do it much. Drive. Exactly. And so part of it's experience. Part, the other part of it, because of experience, we just haven't seen it su- successful. So especially when you're coming against like the two-minute champ, like one of the all-time comeback kids. I don't know. I don't know. So hopefully, it, you know, for my sake, it isn't just a field goal at the end that Tua messes it up. But I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna stay right here, just in case. Give me Kansas City. Moving on to the Sunday slate. Our last you know AFC game of the weekend. Go ahead. I was gonna say Jeremy had such a poor regular season. Ooh. On the lines that he's really trying to make up in the playoffs. He is, yeah, he is contradicting us. Not at all. What I'm doing here, just kind of leading into this weekend with my heart, Seth. And Seth's playing yeah. with his brain. He wanted his heart said Houston, but his brain. Ah, uh, Seth ain't got no. The that's ball. okay. Hey. <laughs> he, well, that's fair. See, listen, I I probably should be rooting with my heart. It's playoffs, baby. This ain't, this ain't the regular season. This is for the, the damn Super Bowl. This is for it all. Either way, moving on to the last AFC game of the weekend, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Buffalo Bills and talk about a weather game. Seth, what are we looking at for weather in this Buffalo game? I know you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, it, so um, uh, it, right now they're kind of saying blizzard-like conditions. Uh, blizzard? Up to 50-mile-an-hour winds. Lizards. And yeah, absolutely. Lizards? Yeah. Did you say lizards? That's what you said. Oh, I said blizzards. There's a B at the beginning. Oh. The Wizards, the Washington ones, Wizards. Are... Yeah, that's it. Exactly. They're moving to Washington. Uh, no, blizzard like conditions, up to 50 mile an hour winds and snow, like foot, foot and a half of snow and, and all. So it, it's just going to be quite the uh, adventure in Buffalo on Sunday. There is. As of right now, I'm looking at an official statement that was made today uh, by an NFL spokesperson. Um, they have no plans to move it yet, but they are keeping an eye on it, and there is a potential that they do move it to uh, possibly a Monday night doubleheader. Hopefully not. I would assume yeah. they'd have to make this decision by tomorrow at some point. Yeah, for sure. You you would think maybe like noon tomorrow, give them 24 hours advance notice. Uh, sure. But yeah, as of now, there's no plan to change, but that could change. My hope is that they play this game in the worst possible conditions. 
Yes. That would be the best uh, viewing experience. And also Absolutely. one of my favorite tweets of uh, the NFL season, when it eventually comes, we haven't had much of a snow game so far. I think there may have been one or two with flurries, but um, is the eventual like huge, just lots of snow on the ground, snow flying, a player diving down into the snow, maybe after a touchdown, an eventual tweet that comes out and says, I fucking love cocaine. My favorite all time. It happens every year. There's a player with snow all over the place. And that lovely caption comes out and you know you got the best weather game possible. The best football weather. The Coke Bowl. Thank you. So here we are. Bills rolling into the playoffs. Winners of five straight. Stole the AFC East away from the Dolphins in the last game. They have the look of a dangerous playoff team. But the Steelers, after moving to Mason Rudolph, of all options, won two straight to get into the postseason. Wah, wah, TJ Watt out with an MCL sprain. And I believe in TJ Watt's Pittsburgh Steelers career, when he is out, the record is something to the effect of 1-11 for Mike Tomlin. <clears throat> Too good. And especially not against a guy like Josh Allen. Bad thing for a defense that has struggled in a big way, even when he has been on the field this year. Can the Bills roll with a big score? And they're going to need it to cover. Buffalo's favored by nine and a half points at home. Seth, what do you got? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. I mean, I would absolutely pick Buffalo straight up. Nine and nine a and half, half points. Oh, That's nine a and a half points. It was 10 with the inclement <clears throat> weather. It has dropped down a full half point for you. That's Just it? He's the pain. Full That's half it. point? That's it? That's it. Nine and a half. Jesus. You know what? <clears throat> Give me Buffalo. He's crazy SOB. Buffalo. <laughs> Give me Buffalo. Nine and a half points, absolutely. I just don't think the Steelers are in the same realm as Buffalo. Especially without TJ Watt, the lifeblood of that defense. Good news for Pittsburgh, they do get Minka Fitzpatrick back, which I think will be a big help. But I don't think it'll matter because Listen. they lost their best pass rusher yeah. probably on the planet. Yeah. But if if there's any center fielder you want out there against Josh Allen, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because for Josh Allen, it's always the season in giving. <laughs> <laughs> On the Buffalo side, uh, sorry, Owen, uh, Gabe Davis will not be playing in this game. Gabe the Babe. That is tragic. He will not be playing in this game. I think he's the only one confirmed out so far for Buffalo. What did That's he have really in that only... playoff game last year? What did he have, like four or five touchdowns? It was either last year or the – I think it was two years ago. Oh, okay. Against KC. Yeah, he had four or five touchdowns. Yeah, that game was absolutely wild. Playoff I'm record. taking Buffalo. It's going to be in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen kind of comes alive here, and that defense, I think, is going to absolutely – I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I do. I think with the weather conditions, it's going to be, uh, you know, 17-7 kind of deal. I do think Buffalo probably takes it. They only – they hit 20. I think it's a lock that they win this by 10-plus. I don't think Pittsburgh puts up much for points. I just think Buffalo is by far and ahead of better than Pittsburgh. Even, even with the weather, huh? Yeah, I, I think that almost benefits Buffalo more. They might, but it all also might benefit Pittsburgh. You know, 
take advantage of the weather, get them into a great game. But it won't benefit the refs. That's, that's I respect. I respect your stance, Jeremy. I would venture to say Seth is standing on business. Two toes down. Ten toes down. Whatever. Damn. Maybe he maybe he only has two toes. I don't know. Seth or uh, Jeremy, what do you got? Frostbite coming out of Buffalo this weekend. He might only have two left. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a bad football team. You've been saying this all year. I mean, they're in the playoffs, so they can't be that bad. So we were both right. All three of us were kind of right all at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're a bad football team. <laughs> Especially when Mason Rudolph is your best option at quarterback. You know you're a bad football team. Um, Watt being out is significant. Yes. Were you saying Minka's in? I think that doesn't change the game. That just guarantees at least one pick by Josh Allen. One, give me. I mean, I would bet. I would bet my whole year's wages on that. <clears throat> I might do it. <laughs> Find me a bookie. Um, I'm sure Owen. Nine is and a half is. Uh, Owen is a bookie. There's nine and a half is so many points. Um, in a playoff game. For Jeremy, it is. That might be a total snowball. You know what I mean? Might be, you know, Owen's biggest wish. But um, I fucking go ahead. Love going. (laughs) (laughs) You took the Bills? Yes. Man, you wild for that. I have to. It's Josh Allen. Disclaimer, I I don't actually love cocaine. Thank you. <laughs> so. Seth, I need you to edit that out. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just keep playing devil's advocate. I'm taking the Steelers. Bad football team and all. Nine and a half is just so many points. Um, and Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. Like, I just feel like they're going to be able to get in Allen's head. Allen's been in his own head all year. And keep this – it'll probably be a touchdown game. I just don't see it being Mike- like, damn, you're a two-score game. Mike Tomlin is the one guy that could come in and ruin any game for anybody. He's a hell of a coach, man. He's a hell of a coach. That he is. Owen, is Jeremy going to lone wolf this one again? Guys, I had this one. I had my picks probably damn near locked in 8 a.m. this morning. I thought each one was crystal clear to me. I felt the most confident I have all year uh, on a certain six-game span. However, this weather thing is really worrying me, and I now am predicting uh, probably 30 carries each for James Cook and Najee Harris, which then presents itself to be likely not a blowout, which then presents itself to be a likely Buffalo 17-13 to 13 win, even though it looks close. It was pretty much in Buffalo's hands the entire time. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover the 10, 9.5. Buffalo to absolutely 100% win the game. All right. Not. I'm not scared to lone with the Bills. Absolutely not. It's tough. It is a tough one. Um, I'll say this. I believe uh, since the, uh, was it 2020 season when the seventh seed was initially put in, I believe wildcard teams, uh, the, the, underdog on wildcard weekend is 
20 and 11 against the spread. So something to look forward to. I have picked both favorites so far. I might as well throw in a couple underdogs. Are you uh, standing on business on this? Time to keep standing on business. My man. Seth Lone Wolf's the Buffalo Bills. Let's keep it rolling. Sunday, 3.30 on Fox. The return of the Green Bay Packers to AT&T Stadium, <clears throat> where they most recently won it all. Should be a high-flying affair <clears throat> in the Dome with both offenses rolling up big numbers. I think Jordan Love, obviously, playing the best football in the entire league, the unquestioned best player in the league currently, Jordan Love. Thank you, Jordan Love's bestie, for confirming. Wow. And Dak Prescott is <laughs> playing pretty good as well, right? So there is that as well. The pressure is squarely and firmly on Dak Prescott and them Cowboys, because How about the Packers, them Cowboys, you've been, you've been, you've heard all the cliches. They're too young to know what they don't know, right? They're gonna play loose. This is all gravy. They're playing on house money. I've been saying all those things. I'm just happy to be here. But these boys, let me tell you, these boys. After that win against the Bears, Rashawn Gary shaking the. Sh- Shit out of Matt LaFleur in, in the locker room. I thought he was going to separate his shoulder. These boys are fired up. Do we see the Packers coming in loose, slinging that pigskin all over the yard and love making the game his? Or does Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense put an end to it all? The Cowboys favored by. Seven points at home. Jeremy, what do you got? I'm glad you opened me for this one. He doesn't want to do it, Seth, but I think he's going to do it. Oh, and I am so glad that you opened with me on this game. You're welcome. Give me the Green Bay Packers. Hey! Let's I go. think y'all are on a hot streak. I think y'all can move the ball on anybody right now. I think y'all can control the clock. I think y'all can get to the quarterback. And I think y'all can negate C.D. Lamb. Not totally take him out of the game, but can definitely have a say in it. All is a recipe for Mike McCarthy to come and take a dookie in Dallas. hey Good alliteration. I believe injury report uh, has mentioned that Jair Alexander had a freak little accident where he just stepped on a someone's ankle as they were doing jog throughs and sounds like something Jair would do before a playoff game. So he is on the injury report officially questionable receiver question Watson uh, highly regarded to be active for this game still officially so? questionable. That's kind of been the idea that they saved him. He probably could have played last week, but they saved him so he could play this week. With a hamstring injury, obviously, you never know. But, um, Seth, you mentioned earlier, A.J. Dillon confirmed, well, doubtful, but pretty much out for this game with his thumb injury. Um, 
trying to think if there's any other majors. A lot of a lot of people with random little injuries, but nothing with an official designation. So they'll yeah, be I for Green Bay, the only official designations were Jair Watson, who appear to be somewhat game time decisions. Right. I'm glad to hear that you said that uh, it more than likely that Watson plays. We'll need everything, but yeah, it sounds like AJ Dillon is out unless some miracle happens over the next 48 hours. On Dallas side, I pulled it up here. Dallas side, they got nobody. They're good, pretty much entirely healthy, except for the most important piece of that team, Cooper Rush, out with an illness. Oh man, I don't know how they're going to get over that one. <laughs> What's Just the line, Owen? What's the line? Cowboys. Buried by seven points at home. Jeremy's Jeremy on takes, Packers. Jeremy took the Packers. Well, how about them Packers, eh? Give me the Green Bay Packers. Of course, I think Packers are going to upset the Cowboys in Jerry World. I think this is a good matchup for the Packers, especially on offense. Dallas struggles against the run game. Aaron Jones has been hot, hot, hot. The last month of the season, he was, I believe, he led the league in rushing since like week 15 or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Jordan Love, like you said, has been playing, honestly, at an MVP level the last month of the season as well. This offense is on fire. The only thing, of course, that worries you is that defense. And if they're going to be able to slow down Dak in that offense at all, and I think the only hope of that happening is if Rashawn Gary breaks out of this little slump that he's been in and starts wreaking havoc on that offense and that offensive line. I think the only way Packers slow down that def- or Packers slow down that offense is getting pressure on Dak early and often. That's it. No better time to do it now, right? Correct. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to have to outscore him. Which is I think Bakhtiari they could potentially do. Bakhtiari? I've never heard of him. Who is that? Left tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Never heard of him. He hasn't been a left tackle for the Green Bay Packers in the last five years. Well, he had one very good game in that span. Like very, yeah, that was like his send-off. Level of play. Yeah, that was his send-off. He said, here you go, Chicago. See you later. <laughs> Well said, Seth. Jeremy's on the Packers. Seth is on the Packers. Okay. Here we go. Give me the Packers. It's the Packers. So I know what that means, Seth. First one of the night. The juice is loose. Second one of the night, but continue. You're right. Uh, Second one of the night. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. All right. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of factors pulling into this, and I thought there might not be enough for me to be confident in this decision. But seven points, love that. One of nice the hottest one. teams in I the NFL. One of the hottest teams in the NFL, rolling right in to Jerry World. Love that. Packers have a lot of history in Jerry World. Love that. Packers had probably their best game on offense last year against the Dan Quinn Cowboys. Christian Watson had three touchdowns. That was really his coming out party. It was Rodgers' best game statistically. Uh, I think they had 200 yards rushing as a tandem. 
Aaron Jones. Fresh might be the freshest player in the league right now. Obviously, he had his injury issues all year. They played it slow with him. We were all complaining there for a little bit. We're just like, when are we actually going to get these players back? Seth, you're one of them. I'll this admit is it. the reason. I'll admit it. This is the reason right here. You know what? You oh, full strength. Go ahead. I was going to say, they don't have to put us through all this heartache through the entire year where we just go back and forth every week. You know, we could we could settle things down a little bit at times. I wish they would just not get injured so much. That would be where I'd say that. Simple, <laughs> simple answer, right? It's just it feels, years and years of easy. being one of the most injured teams. I can't really fault, you know, the Ravens probably take the cake, but Packers definitely up there. But Aaron Jones, like you said, three straight 100-yard games, leading the league in rushing the last three weeks, coming into this, this game – Hot as ever. Jordan Love, the master. Everything is gravy, but beating the Dallas Cowboys on the road, even gravier. Give me the Packers. Love that. Love that. Keep this gravy train moving, Seth. Stoked. Stoked. And with that, moving on. Sunday night, football night in America. The Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Detroit Lions. Talk about great. Is this one officially on NBC? Officially on NBC. Yes. Thank you. Correct. A game featuring two quarterbacks traded for each other and Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. 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 We all know. We know. The Rams. You know, Packers, one of the surprise teams. Rams, also quite a surprise team in the NFC playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. Stafford and the Rams, can they get the best of the Lions' defense? Will Jared Goff play well against some of them boys on the Rams' defense, led by Raheem Morris? You got Kobe Turner, right, leading the charge, right along the old dog and Aaron Donald. Thinking maybe a lot of points in this one. It's at Detroit, the Dome, right? No weather to worry about. Got a lot, Got some high-flying offenses. And, boy. Would it be just the most tragic end to one of the most exciting line seasons ever if Matthew Stafford came in and absolutely blew him off the field? The Detroit Lions are favored by three points at home, Seth. What do you think? What do you got? And the biggest matchup of the weekend, absolutely. Might be. Stafford Goff Bowl. Biggest storylines of the weekend. Give me the L.A. Rams on the road to take the upset and beat Detroit at home. Stafford absolutely comes in and slays Lions fans one more time. Just strikes them right in the heart. Like you said, Owen, they've had one of their best seasons in a long time. First division win since 1993, I believe it was. The NFC Central times. Exactly. Unfortunately, they're playing a red-hot Rams team. Packers are hot. Rams are hot. These are the teams you don't want to play in the playoffs because they're they're moving at the right time. Rams are one of them. Rams might be the scariest team in the playoffs, I think. There Stafford is, is absolutely, you know, he, he's been 
this team has been here before for the most part. They got some younger players, some transitioned out. Obviously, they don't have Jalen anymore, Von Miller, Super Bowl players. But they got Donald, like you said. They got Stafford. They got Cooper. They got Puka. They got Kyron Williams, McVay. They're there. Unfortunately, I don't think Detroit takes it. I would love to see Jared Goff beat the Rams. little revenge game there. But I, I just don't think they have it. Give me the Rams. Rams for Seth. Jeremy. Are you on the same page? He's thinking. Seth, I hear a lot of what you're saying. And they are probably one of the three most dangerous teams in the playoffs for sure. Him and him and Flacco are terrifying. Because um, Matt Stafford's playing very well right now. Cooper Cup's in this game. I'll get a special. Let me. I was gonna say there's a there's just a lot of a lot of talent to be covered by that Lions team. This is gonna have to be like a big Aiden Hutchinson game, um, and then Goff just like orchestrates drive after drive, then they all come back as points. Um, one thing I will say is if this game finishes. And Sean McVay comes out victorious. I know it's early, but as a Lions ownership, you got to scratch your head at like, is Dan Campbell like a rah-rah guy or is he a guy that's going to really make something here? Now, McVay is legit. We know that, right? Um, This is going to be a good one. This might be the best game of the weekend, I think. Points. I'm going to take the Lions. Woo! I just – they're so good at home. This is the first time they've been in the playoffs in, what, 30 fucking years? That that home crowd is going to be electric, dude. This is this is the first home game ever hosted in Ford Field. I mean, these guys are going to be going nuts. Um, I just – like I said, if, if you come out of this game and, and you lose, and it's like – unless it's like some goofy stuff. But uh, if you just get out-coached on the field, I mean, I if I'm in ownership, I'm going – McVay's the real deal. You know, like we all know that. The wonder king of the league. Um, but I got faith in Campbell. I, I'm a golf fan deep down. I I just think he, he's good enough to get it done. He's a Super Bowl quarterback. He's playing Super Bowl. I mean, it's not – that's not for any reason other than the fact that he's good. You know, he's a good football player. I don't know where you even sit the Lions, but I'm just going to take the Lions. I think they're just going to outright win this. Lions minus three. So Perfect. essentially a neutral game, even matchup. Yeah. yeah, I didn't change nothing for me. I'm taking the Lions. Fair enough. Uh, the only notable injury I've seen, Sam Laporta, somehow, surprisingly, is only questionable for this game. I, I, I believe he he'll be out. a true game time decision. He didn't yep. practice Wednesday, Thursday, did practice Friday. So uh, I think they'll they'll do everything they can to try to get him to play on Sunday. But there that'll go. be a big one. Big so one for Jeremy, Detroit. Lone Wolfen, the home Detroit Lions, Ooh. Seth and I both on the hot and upcoming Los Angeles Rams as a six seed. Moving on to a game, Jeremy, I'm not sure he really even wants to talk about it that much. The Philadelphia Eagles. 
travel to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night football. Eagles limping into the playoffs, having lost five of their last six. Owen, 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 Owen. Don't even give me the line. Just they haven't come out. close to looking like the Super Bowl team from a year ago. Don't give ago. me the line. Bucks have played better down the stretch. They did lose to the Saints two weeks ago at home. First team to start out 10-1 and one and not win 12 games in NFL history. Can Baker Mayfield take advantage of this porous Eagles pass defense? 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, 2,000-yard Does Mike Evans receivers. cement his Hall of Fame status? Offense looks like dog shit the last six weeks. Can't score points. Can't move the ball. You're right. You talked me into it, Jeremy. Bucks pull off the upset. Tampa Bay plus three at home. Give it to me. Seth, what you think? Owen, you're taking the Bucks. Why not? Jeremy just talked me right into it. I'm also taking the Bucks. Unfortunately, Philly just don't have it. It's just not there right now. It's just it feels scattered. They feel lost. If I'm a billionaire owner, again, for the second game in a row, and my team comes out looking as embarrassing as they had the last month in this game against a team that's clearly not as talented as we are, I think I'm firing the whole coaching staff. <laughs> and then I think I'm putting the quarterback on a very short leash. That's just me. Because it's um, this stuff unraveled very quickly. Um, yes. Very, very quickly. Like, it's almost like somebody in the coaching office has got some diabolical plan to, like, undermine the whole season. That's how it feels. And then you're watching these drives where it's like, we've trying to make something go in the second Giants game. And we go QB draw, QB draw, screen pass to our backup running back with our 165-pound receiver as the lead blocker. You can't write up a shittier fucking drive than that. Um, Like I said, you come out of this game, you get smacked in the mouth. I don't think Sirianni makes it back to Philly. I don't think Brian Johnson, any of these fucking 15 defensive coordinators, they got the only guy that's – gonna make it is Stoutland. I mean he he's unfireable. Um how Howie you don't move on for you can't be mad at Howie for this. But to that point the Eagles are gonna win this game. Here's why. There's no way Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Lane Johnson go out like this. There's just no way to me. I think there's a we got Slay back. Um Maddox is back. They got Maddox playing safety in practice right now. Interesting. Goddard's about as healthy as he's been. Um, Schmidty's good. A.J. Brown clearly is locked in. Everybody's been talking about his social media. He pulled up his football shit off. Swift is hot. There's no more pitch count on Swift. We just got to run the piss out of the it, guy. Jeremy, let me stop. just throw something stop. out quick. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. The defensive line is in as good a spot as it's going to be at this point in the year. Now – the thing that's still kind of goofy is the linebacker situation because it never got figured out all year. We're just throwing fucking pickles at the window right now, right? Pickles. But not good pickles. McDonald's pickles. Best I can do for you. Um, In those grubby-ass playroom windows. They're bad. You know, kids fucking – I got kids, and I don't want that. Now, 
I truly think the Eagles come out motivated. Seth, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Because when I'm done with this, I don't want to talk about the game anymore. It hurts. Anyways, my point hey, is, I truly nice. think the Eagles win by – I think the Eagles win by 14. I just don't see any way Slay, Bradbury, Cox, Fletch, uh, Fletcher Cox, um, Graham, Kelsey, Lane. I, there's too much pride in a lot of these veteran players. And if they go down and then just fucking cower like a beat dog, I – would be very disappointed as a fan. And to my point, that's where it turns into a thing of like, Nick, you lost Lockton really fast. I mean, it, it, that would remind me of Andy Reid the year before he got fired. And we actually waited a year too long on Andy. That Lockton was gone. Nobody respected that guy in Philly. I mean, they did because of Andy Reid and what he did. But nobody gave a shit anymore. There was no presence in the locker room. So – I think they win by 14. I truly do. I just don't see any way they don't now. Next week is the big question mark. But uh, lock me into the Eagles winning this game. Um, got to get to Baker early, and somebody got to do something about Mike Evans. Somebody got to do something about Mike Evans. And then just don't shit your fucking pants in the second half. Easy enough, right? I just have two things to throw out there because I'm looking at the injury report. A.J. Brown, Reed Blankenship. Neither of them practiced all week. But they're both they, supposed to play. They're both supposed to play. AJ Those are two big-time players. Everything I've seen. Okay. Hey, Reed's right. huge, okay? Yeah. Biggest Reed Blankenship fan right here. Um, Reed, I haven't seen anything official that he's absolutely locked in. That could be part of the Maddox stuff. But AJ's playing. He's supposed to be a full ago. Yeah. Jeremy? Bucks are, Bucks are pretty healthy as well on their side. Yeah. Jeremy, so I'm going to tell you this. I had Philly locked in. Yep. I was fully confident Philly can win this. You should turn to Tampa Bay. Well, I turned to Tampa Bay kind of a, as a joke, you know, after our back and forth. But I will do this. I will change to Philadelphia. I don't need you over here. I can do you a solid. If you need as many haters as possible to prove freaking wrong, I will stay on Tampa Bay for you. Stay on Tampa Bay. All right. I'm on Tampa Bay, Seth. So that's a lone Ayo. wolf for Jeremy on the Eagles, a, the Lions, that's a lone bird the Dolphins, there, and the Texans. Jeremy's this lone, one's a lone This is a lone bird. Games. This one's different. Lone one. This Just is this when you're driving through the backwoods of Russ County and you see some bald eagle up in the tree. That's what this one is. And that's this, you. It's middle of the Sitting winter. alone in the tree. 30 below. Jeremy Holy wants Eagle, to be out me. there. He wants no, to be out there me. by himself. I'd love to be out there. Seth yeah. and I are in a nice, comfy home. Uh, you guys are in a nice, warm box. We're in a nice, warm box. Nice little retirement community. Unfortunately, not invited to the warm box. You are the lone eagle out in the middle of the woods, willingly, for your guys. And I respect that. I will stay on Tampa Bay out of respect for that feat. And that, Seth, is your super wild card weekend slate beautiful them apples that was beautiful once again playoff ready we are and only one yes, juice one juice and that was the packers one of course single juice on the green Bay we had a, we had That's a mini powerful. juice at the beginning in honor of, of jeremy and his juice but one official juice for the line juice of the week some might say That's absolutely the, the juice, juice of the week okay so is that what you said Nice little cheese. Like you never had cheese maybe, juice? Maybe nacho cheese. Hey, cheese. when when you're involved in the Packers, absolutely you're gonna have cheese juice. It's like everywhere. you know, it's like the it's like the liquid in like when you get a when you get a tub of mozzarella pearls. 
you know, mozzarella, provolone, <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. gabagool. All right, Jeremy, you were not here pre pod. I got one trivia question for you guys, and then we are out of here. Jordan Love, that's the man right there. Jeremy's bestie finished with over 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns this year. It's first season as a starter, second in the league. Also, I didn't throw it out there earlier. This is the first time ever in postseason history where the Leading touchdown passer, Dak Prescott, is going up against the second touchdown guy in Jordan Love. First time ever. Play, playoff history or wildcard history? I believe playoff history. Wow. Okay. I believe, if okay. I heard that right. That's not the trivia question, but I just heard that. Sure. Anyways, oh, good, good Jordan stand. Love finished with over 4,000 yards and 32 touchdown passes. His first season as a starter. Only two other quarterbacks in NFL history have exceeded those numbers in their their first first. season as a starter. Who are those two? That's high praise. Seth, I I respect the magician in you to lead me astray over here with this game and all this fancy numbers. Just to bring you back over to here, something that has nothing to do with the playoff game. Um Did Owen already have dabbles on this one? No, no, no. I just said, I pre-pod, I said I have a trivia question for you guys tonight. Owen, I'll go first with the obvious one. The easy one. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, absolutely. We all know what he did in his first season as a starter. Won the MVP, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Mahomes, yes, number one. One more guy. Jeremy. One more on the docket. Could this be... Dan the man, no flubs, Marino. That's really like I have a host of names that I'm not confident in. And then Marino sticks out as maybe the one. So I'm going to go ahead and say, go up. No, I was just going to say it could be a rookie. I'm not saying it's not a rookie. I just yeah. said first season has started. All right. I just want to throw that Owen. out. There. Just to wanna... include, because just include love in Owen, the stat, right? In yeah. honor of Super Wild Card Weekend, it could be a super rookie. If you get what I'm saying, there's a guy that fits a lot of these numbers that we always forget. Super. Bagging groceries. Older and hell as a rookie. Right. Right. It is a Marino stat as well, though. But I think Marino's big year was his second year, I think. That sounds right. Now you say that, then I'm like, you know what? You're probably goddamn right. The ripe old Otherwise, age, 28 years old, leading. Herbie is another good one. The too. Saint so Louis you, Rams. He did. He missed a couple games right away, though. So this leading the Saint Louis Rams into a ginormous, greatest show on turf type season, getting the Kurt Warner effect. Kurt Warner, please. Jeremy, do you agree? It is Kurt Warner. Good call. Good call. Good job, boys. Two for two. Yep. I had a feeling. I had. We a always feeling. forget. You're absolutely right. Kurt we Warner. We always forget about all Curtis Warner. Yeah. Kurt Warner went for uh, almost 4,500 yards and 41 touchdowns his first season. Started. Is that 98 or something? 98. That's I also mean, when he won his first of two. Or 99, sorry. 99. 99. That's when he won first of two MVPs. Turn of the century right there. Kurt Warner just ripping it up. 
absolutely. Was he 28? Was he 28 when he first started? He was. He was 28. Dude, that guy's fresh off the front of the line at Shopco bagging up your groceries. (laughs) Somebody's supermarket. I don't know. All right. Good job, boys. One and done. You nailed it. And we nailed the pod. We nailed the lines once again. Oh, Owen nailed a couple of lines out here, if you know what I mean. Uh, I just want to repeat the disclaimer that I do not love (laughs) cocaine. Thank you. All right. Well, (laughs) on that note, (laughs) I love lines, not cocaine. Thank you. Football lines is what he's getting at, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Just want to reiterate that I love lines as it pertains to football spreads and not lines of the drug cocaine. That is an illegal narcotic. I love picking lines on NFL football games. Thank you. All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way and cleared the air on that one. Slam this bird. And just putting a stamp on that right here, you know, Tim. That's fair. That's fair. Nobody wants to go down with that. I don't want Twitter to take this all out of context and start a war on, you know, with ESPN and Jimmy Kimmel and and maybe some four-time NFL MVPs and some certain YouTube turned, you know, network Could broadcasting be. show hosts. So, just yeah, want to nobody wants there. to go there. Nobody, nobody wants to go there, and intentions. I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jeremy. Owen, as soon as he gets off his pod. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll come at you next week with a recap. And as always, adios. Adios. Adios.